This is Inspiring Design, where unique innovators come together to share their knowledge, share their insight, and keep us up to date with the latest industry trends. And here's your host, Rashan Senanayak. What's up, listeners? It's Rashan here. Uh, welcome to episode 14 of Inspiring Design with yours truly. Uh, we're here with a special guest, Nathan Kane from CBRE. Today is going to be all about graphic design. Um, Nathan is a senior graphic designer at the CBRE as a part of the national team, Australia, New Zealand pitch team, I believe. Um, he's got an industry experience of 15 years with a wealth of knowledge coming from different backgrounds, such as industrial design, architecture and urban design and thank you for giving up your friday afternoon nathan no worries nice to see you can we start off with a little bit of background on yourself uh yeah i've um uh i guess been designing for yeah probably close to 15 years now yeah um but i guess originally i came through a bit of a bit of a different path i guess i started off uh doing um tape studies in graphic design yeah and i did this was uh in the late 90s so mm-hmm. it was a bit of a different period then yeah it was really changing them. A lot uh, has changed, I bet. Especially in design, yeah. So uh, a lot of my training was um, or hand illustration work, yeah. um, letter, letter design, stuff wow. like that. Um, so coming into the, the kind of late 90s, um, the end of that decade, mm-hmm. uh, there was quite a lot of changes. Um, yeah, so I kind of did a lot of traveling overseas. Um, I ended up working in the exhibition industry, actually. Right. Um, doing some installation signage work. Yeah. Um, so I took a bit of a, a roundabout route in getting to where I am now. Is that uh, um, as a part of plays and um, production? No, no, basically um, installing um, shows at the convention centres uh, here in Brisbane and, oh, and around, the, around the country. So yep. yeah, um, and then I eventually went back to study um, yep. after travelling overseas as well. So yeah, I ended up studying industrial design at QUT here in Brisbane. Yep, um, and then after that, I kind of fell back into my graphic design roots. Yeah. And um, kind of got back into the um, the corporate world from there. So yeah, yeah. And you yeah. mentioned you've been part of um, architectural firms and urban design firms. Yeah. So was that before coming into CBRE? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, prior to being here, I was with an urban design consultancy in the valley. Yeah. Um, and uh, a um, architecture firm before that as well. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's start off with um, what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is graphic design in your opinion? Yeah, right. It's a, kind of a big question, uh, especially nowadays with uh, the whole digital realm opening up. Um, yeah. But I guess I always look at it from a, um, the perspective I came from as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I always rely on my, my training, like I mentioned back mm-hmm. when I was a TAFE goer, um, doing everything by hand. Um, it's a world away from what I do now. But um, yeah, I still apply a lot of that stuff that I learnt um, yeah. in my day-to-day job now. But um, graphic design, as I see it now, mm-hmm. um, in my world, um, in the corporate arena, is um, basically communication, um, allowing the company I'm working for mm-hmm. um, to communicate mm-hmm. um, successfully and clearly yeah. to clients. Um, and it can be tricky nowadays. There's lots of communication, visual communication, and you know, everyone knows all the different channels now. Yeah. So it can get a bit, a bit crowded. Yeah. So we just try to mm-hmm. cut through as best we can in delivering what we need to deliver to yeah. clients. Yeah. So and yeah. do you see a difference between print and digital? Uh, 
Yes, it's probably been one of the big um, changes, particularly in the last um, six or seven years since I've been in this role. Yeah. Um, we did do a lot of print mm-hmm. um, based stuff. Yeah. But that's changed dramatically. Um, we've really noticed that even in what our clients are asking for and what we're delivering to clients is a lot less reliance on print. Right. And it's been a big transition to digital output. That's a good thing. Yeah, it, it is It is a good thing. Um, it is a bad thing as well. You know, sometimes you can do a lot more creative things in the, yep. in the print arena. Um, but the big plus is it gives us a lot more time to um, do, you know, what we need to do. Yeah. Um, in meeting deadlines particularly, um, yep. it gives us a bit more more leeway there so yeah um, I see. yeah so it has its uh, ups and downs but um that, that's been a big change um not that we don't do any prints anymore we mm-hmm. still do mm-hmm. but um it's a lot less than what what we used to yeah yep. so tell me a little bit about about what a normal graphic designer's day looks like in the corporate world because i know a lot of the listeners and i've, I've had that experience working as a graphic designer in an architectural firm yeah um so i just want to understand how it's like from a completely different industry as well what do your th- what's your average day look like yeah so an average day um depending on what jobs i've been allocated to um, yeah so i work as part of a national team mm-hmm. um uh, well australia and new zealand um so there's um, three or four designers in that team, mm-hmm. and we also have pitch managers. So, so we actually um, uh, respond to tenders to win work for the business. Yeah. So depending on which job we've been allocated to and what the time frame is for that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that completely kind of you know dictates what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we might be preparing one that we've got the um, uh, the word that we know that one's coming up, mm-hmm. or we might be in the process of meeting uh, a tender deadline. So. Um, but a typical day, yeah, is um, depending on what stage of that job we're up to. Mm-hmm. If we're kicking a job off, um, we'll get all the input from the teams who we're doing the job for, who the client is, trying to understand the clients, yeah. um, what the client might like to see yeah. in order to give us a bit of an edge over our competitors. Yeah, um, yeah so it's uh, determining that at the initial stages. Uh, and once I get into the, the, the thick of the design process mm-hmm. um, generally it can be a bit of a heads down approach mm-hmm. you know um, getting into the nitty-gritty yeah in, in design world or um, yeah land. Yep. so that's what I wanted yeah. to ask actually so when you when you begin that design process do you still do hand sketching paper on pen or jump straight onto one of the Adobe softwares or the uh, computer yeah it, it varies um, but I guess uh, over time I've kind of learned myself yeah um, I know what I need to do, so um, and and timeframes can be quite compressed sometimes. So I'm, I'm very conscious of that. Um, so quite often I'll just uh, go straight into the into the digital component of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some sketching out in some um, some keywords to develop a bit of a theme for what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, in conjunction with other people, my, my pitch manager. Um, but generally, uh, for my part, I go. Um, pretty much heavily into the, the digital component yeah. straight up um, you know I would like to be able to do more more hand stuff uh, hand hand generated content but mm-hmm. um, yeah it's kind of yeah kind of um, outdated uh, not outdated but I guess just in what we do here yeah um, it, it can kind of fall by the wayside um, I think in a corporate yeah. environment that it's it's quite fast-paced as well so yeah, sometimes definitely. you don't have the luxury of yeah. spending that half a day or a couple of days on you know exploring some sketches yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. but um yeah but uh but if, if the job does require that sometimes we might look go for a bit of a um 
you know, a bit of a hand-drawn kind of um, bespoke kind of look. Um, yeah. Going back to my industrial design, uh, design days. Yep. Doing um. Bring out the Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, it would be great. I've still got all that at home, but um, it would would be good to do that, and yep. I do miss that sometimes. So, but um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, that's great. And um, one of the questions that I get a lot from the listeners are understanding how one becomes a graphic designer. Like even from my own experience going from arcing to graphic design Mm -hmm. and similar from industrial to graphic design for yourself, Mm -hmm. are there any registration process or qualifications that people need to call themselves a graphic designer? Or is it more if you have that creative eye, you can fall into a graphic design role almost by trade? Yeah, well, I think nowadays, you know, it's 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 so accessible to virtually anyone who has an internet uh, yeah. connection, a good computer, yeah. and relevant software. Um, or in saying that, like we were just talking about, hand hand skills, um, hand drawing techniques, yeah. which sometimes I think are just as important. I've just said I don't use them that much, mm-hmm. but I think that is super valuable. Yeah, um, you know, graphic designers kind of little kitty of tools mm-hmm. um, if you have that hand drawing capability use it as much as you can um, but in terms of formal qualifications I mean I think there is and I do have a formal qualification of back in my day through going through TAFE mm-hmm. um, which was invaluable in getting me started and learning all the basic elements and principles of design yeah um, yeah I think if you get a good grounding in that um, that will help you tremendously in in your day-to-day work yeah um, because even though it is accessible and anyone can use in design once they learn it yep. or Photoshop or whatever, yep. um, you know, you, if you've still had a, a formal education and you know what you're doing and you've got a good eye, um, that will kind of separate you from the average kind of Joe who's learning just, you know, learning software. Um, yeah, so it is accessible, but yep. I, I think it is good. Um, if you do have some formal training. Um, and I think yeah. the university or if you're going through some formal qualification, yeah. it forces you to use that software rather yeah. than sit there and um, I think watch YouTube tutorials. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's all helpful. Like even even I do now when I get the chance at work, if I'm unfamiliar with a technique or a, a digital you know, component of what I'm working with. Yeah. Um, you know, the internet is, is incredibly valuable. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a great tool, yep. Do you um, actually have a resource that you refer to whenever you need to learn something? Because I know a lot of my students always ask me going, where can I learn Photoshop? Where can I learn InDesign? Yeah. Is it just YouTube or do you have anything else that you use? Um, here at CBRE, we do have um, formal kind of learning Okay. avenues to go through which yep. I think was lynda.com but now it's switched over to LinkedIn learning I think it is possibly <laughs> um, yeah so um, that is available to us and I have used that um, quite a bit in the past yeah um, yeah if I want to learn something formally in the kind of the correct way yeah I'll try to do that yeah but um, on the fly if I'm trying to figure something out generally I'll just you know Google or YouTube. Online, Google, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's lots of websites and kind of less kind of formal routes to, to help you out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, I use uh, the uh, Adobe Creative Suite yep. every day. Um, they do have a lot of tools as well. They do. Um, to enable you to get up and running if you're unfamiliar with something. Yeah. Um, that's often a good first uh, go-to place. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Now, yep. um, I mentioned before my background was I have some experience in graphic design and one of my companies... We do service graphic design 
um, services with logo designs, websites, and so on to yeah. small businesses and entrepreneurs. And in that process, we use more or less just YouTube something yeah. or yep. the Adobe Creative Suite. And everything that we're doing is primarily based in the Adobe Suite. Yep. I think the three main ones, Adobe um, Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign are the three go-tos, yeah. um, along with maybe Bridge sometimes, mm-hmm. and depending if there's video work, After Effects, or something like that. What's your experience with where Adobe stands? Are there other software packages that people use? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've been pretty much a, a solid convert okay. to the Adobe Creative Suite. I, I guess originally I did use CorelDraw. I see. Yeah, um, back in the day, which um, which was was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we made the switch uh, where I used to work to the Creative Suite, and um, yeah, you know, it was kind of a choice we didn't have to make, which yep. was uh, which was kind of good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually I really probably don't know what else there is besides Creative Suite at the moment. This um, was the question that yeah, I had, and I'm yeah. actually thinking, going, I don't think there is a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> a I, valid one anyway. Yeah, I think CorelDraw might might still be around. Yeah. Um, and I think there might be other, other couple of... Um, I believe they had Photo well. Paint. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I know in high school, um, they did get us to use Photo Paint a few yep. times, but other than that, it yeah. never got any grounds. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is, but, um, you know... Uh, in my world, it's it's Creative Suite, um, yeah, and it's 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 a fantastic tool. Yeah, um, we have available to us here um, all the we have our uh, license. Yep, um, we have all the the tools available through us uh, to us through Creative Suite. Yeah, um, and I'd always like to explore some of the other tools, the video editing stuff, a bit more. Yeah, um, and a couple of the guys who I work with uh, in Sydney. Mm-hmm. They are video geniuses. Um, I see. So you know, we're always interested um, in spreading the love, uh, learning new, new tools, uh, new new techniques and tools as well. So yeah, yeah. Going forward, a uh, bit of video work might uh, might be on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So Adobe software is obviously a very complex learning curve. You can't just pick it up and start using it like a, like let's say Microsoft Word. It um, there is a lot of nitty gritty and. One of the times that I actually ran into an Adobe expert at one of these conferences, he actually m- mentioned that you will never know everything in the software. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I said, well, do you actually know everything? Or are there people in Adobe that might know? He's like, no. Yeah. All our designers and developers still don't know. They're finding potential as we go yeah. and we keep adding features to it. And so how do you, are there, do you have any advice on, especially the younger students or teachers mm-hmm. that have never used this software before? Yeah how should they approach learning this almost a bottomless pit <laughs> of, of, of capabilities and features? Yeah. How do you approach it? Because that's very daunting. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, and I agree with that. Yeah, there's, there's so much in these tools um, uh, that's built into them now, uh, particularly in Photoshop. Um, yeah. You know, I use Photoshop not as regularly as, say, InDesign or Illustrator. Mm-hmm. But I know what it's capable of now, and it's way beyond my kind of comprehension. Um, yeah. I do what I need to do. Um, but I guess that's probably the answer to your question. Um, uh, after being in my role f- for quite a while now, day to day I know what I what I do. So there's a particular skill set and a particular batch of those um, uh, or particular set of tools in that in that software that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I kind of not that I I don't learn anything else beyond mm-hmm. the tools that I use, mm-hmm. but um, 
Yeah. On an internet basis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I try to keep abreast of what's um, come into the new newer versions of particularly InDesign. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of websites I kind of read semi-regularly to, to keep up to speed with what's happening. Um, Are they yeah. um, available to public anyone? Yeah, I think one of them is. Uh, InDesign Secrets is probably my go-to. Okay, yeah. 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 InDesign, sorry. InDesign Secrets. InDesign Secrets. Yeah. There you go. That's yep. actually... Yeah. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of content on there. Um, uh, that's kind of one of my go-tos if I get a question. Um, I guess what you were saying before about um, people learning mm -hmm. in design as well, uh, I guess kind of my role in the Brisbane office here is, is a bit of a go-to person for InDesign. Okay. Um, so when someone new starts that might need to use InDesign in their role, yeah. um, I'm often the person that's um, called upon to, to give them a bit of a, yeah. a crash course. Yeah. Um, and we were doing some regular courses um, with new people mm -hmm. or people that were interested. Um, yeah, so yeah, often I'll sit down with a group of them or individually sometimes if it's just one person needed. Yeah. And yeah, literally start from scratch with them in InDesign. So yeah. Um, so InDesign is your favorite? Well, that, 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 that's my that's my that's my tool of choice, I guess. What yeah. I need to work with every day. So yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's become my favorite. <laughs> I've actually got yeah. a little bit of a funny story to tell you yeah. because I learned InDesign after I entered the industry. Yeah. Yep no one at, at that point in university there was no structured courses yeah. and I don't think there is even now that says this is this InDesign subject this is the Photoshop one and so on yep. um, so I did everything in Photoshop just right. because it was uh, panel design presentations <laughs> anything just huge files yeah, right. and like um, so many ridiculous amounts of layers yeah, it's just right, unnecessary right. frightens me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I followed the same practice when I the first week on the job because well that's all you know yeah you don't know what you don't know yeah. and um, I had a bit of a mouthful from um, from my graphics manager at the time and yep. basically got the crash course yeah, on right. InDesign okay, and yeah. <laughs> started yeah. on to that but um, can you clarify for our listeners what each of those main tools do so for example let's start off with Photoshop What's its focus? Yeah, well, I guess Photoshop primarily is a photo editing tool. Yeah. Um, and it's pixel-based? It is pixel-based, yeah. Yep. So you're working with bitmaps, uh, JPEG, yep. um, PNG, all that kind of you know, pixel-based images. Yep. So to my knowledge, so, that basically means that it's limited in terms of what you see is what you get. You can't go beyond 100%. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I guess in <laughs> not so many terms, but yeah. Mm -hmm. In saying that it does have lots of other capabilities, um, working with uh, importing vector mm -hmm. graphics and things like that. Yeah, It's got video editing content capability. Yep. It's got all sorts of stuff. Making small GIFs and so on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. um, lots of stuff. Um, kind of going back to your last question, talking about learning things in software. Like yep. I said, Photoshop has so much stuff. I don't even know really know its full <laughs> capabilities now, but yeah, primarily yep. it's a photo um, editing tool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what about Illustrator? Uh, Illustrator works with vector graphics, mm -hmm. which um, it's uh, I don't use it as as much. It's probably my my secondary kind of tool, mm -hmm. but I really love working in Illustrator. I really have a thing for vector graphics. Yep. And um, for layman's terms, how do you explain vector? Vector graphics. So they're um, it's just a. a it's, it's basically shape-based uh, mm -hmm. editing. So you're working with lines and nodes. Um, oh, yeah, it's, the mathematics is done behind the scenes. The software is taking care of that, isn't that's it? That's right. So there's no pixels. You, you can zoom in infinitely on the edge of a, uh, a shape drawn in Illustrator. Yeah. 
um, and you'll always get a, a perfect clean line. Yeah. So that's used to develop um, signage, logos, um, all sorts of stuff. So um, the same yeah. logo vector file will be used on, let's say, a, the logo on the side of a bottle versus the side of a building. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you, yeah, you can export a lot of stuff out to web. Um, it's, it's a, you can use it for editing web content as well. Yeah. Um, it integrates um, with a lot of other Adobe tools um, yep. in terms of web development as well. So, um, is that a yeah. new feature? Um, or relatively I think it's new? probably been around for a little while. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of uh, web tools that Adobe has now. Um, yeah. And in order to to get the artwork into those tools, you can develop that up in Illustrator. Yeah. As well as Photoshop. Of course. But, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And um, what about InDesign? Your favorite one? Uh, InDesign. Yeah. Well, it's really a um, a layout tool. Which mm -hmm. um, way back in the old days, there was a software program called Quark, and it was used to develop. Um, magazine layouts mm -hmm. uh, newspapers and all that stuff yeah InDesign is is the the king of all that now so so was that by adobe um no i think that was uh macromedia okay or someone similar to that okay. now, yeah. yeah InDesign is used to any magazine you see any newspaper yeah um pretty much will be put together in InDesign. wow um, even books, you can any any sort of publication will be put together in InDesign. Yep. Yeah. So it combines kind of the the previous two we were talking about, Photoshop and Illustrator. It's almost the yeah. software that brings it all together, isn't that, it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, I've I've seen capabilities in the new Creative Suite in Design. Sorry, Creative Cloud in Design. Yep. Um, that you can plug into, let's say, Apple magazines um, on the newspaper app and things like that. Yeah, right. Is that yep. is that? Have you any experience with that? No, experience with that. But um, yeah, it's. I've just seen it, the preset. It, yeah, <laughs> it's evolving all the time, um, and there's some really exciting stuff happening. You know, the whole digital world's opening up, and it's kind of really fluid now. Um, yeah, you can design for anything. Um, yeah, and that, that's probably been one of the the biggest parts of InDesign that's evolved over the last couple of years is stepping away from just that designing for print media, which mm -hmm. is what we were talking about earlier on. Yeah. Um, so from the same set of files you're working on in InDesign now, you can export that out to print. Yeah. Um, via a press ready PDF. Yep. To a printer. Yeah. Hard copy. But at the same time, you can export that to web, um, EPUB animated files as well. So yep. um, it's really evolved into the output from your single piece of artwork. Yep. Yeah, brilliant. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you see the technology change? Like I'm going to throw in a few buzzwords that adhere to all the design disciplines like VR, um, AR, augmented reality yeah, and yep. artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, do you see these technology changes impacting let's say graphic design or even the Adobe software? Uh, I think it definitely will. Mm -hmm. uh, it is now. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Shall I answer um, yes? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All, all that stuff, you know, I'm sure we'll see dramatic change over the next, you know, few years. Yeah. Um, long term, definitely. There'll be a dramatic change in into what we design for. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's happening now. Um, like I said, we've changed from print to, to kind of digital. Mm. We're even investigating the team I work for now um, in all of this stuff you're talking about, AR, VR. Yeah. Um, it's happening now, uh, particularly the industry we're in, real estate. Um, yeah, I, I think they're pretty keen to adopt 
a lot of that technology. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Because I feel like the whenever someone can experience even putting on an Oculus Go and viewing, let's say, the website yep. in immersion, yeah, it's still at that point where you're just seeing a screen. Yep. But I feel like graphic designers will eventually have to learn how to bridge that gap between creating immersion graphics. Or I don't know, maybe there's not even a terminology at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But um, I feel like that hasn't happened yet, yep. but it's on that brink. <laughs> yeah. So even in real estate, I feel like they're going to need exactly that. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, we start stepping away from, I guess, pure graphic design then. And what you're talking about is, you know, interface design, UX design. Yeah. All of that stuff. <laughs> it, it's, it's a massive crossover. Um, and that's why I think like it's kind of hard to... Um, distinguish yourself just as a graphic designer because mm-hmm. it is kind of graying into other areas now um, it's almost like you need skills from all these different disciplines under your belt <laughs> yeah yeah you do but um, uh, I guess what I was saying earlier um, in, in reflecting on my initial design training that's why it's so valuable I think um, to have to have that basic design training underpin what you do Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah people can design cool you know virtual reality graphics and augmented reality graphics overlaid on top of all sorts of cool stuff yeah Um, but it's really important to have that proper design training underneath um, to ensure that the client or the user yeah um, can get the most of what you are designing for them. Um, mm. Sometimes that gets a bit lost in all this digital technology now that we're capable of doing all this incredible stuff and this beautiful looking you know, designs and things like that. But I think sometimes we get a bit lost in re- remembering that we're actually designing for people. Yep. That's really important. Yep. Um, so I think no matter what sort of designer you are, that's really important and to have that underlying design principles of what you're doing is yeah. for people I think is really crucial um, I'm actually yeah. glad you mentioned uh, the human element because yeah. uh, my one of my specialities is design thinking that's yeah. human centered yeah. um, design yep. and how do how does your experience in graphic design fall into that like you you were I think you were on the pathway to answering that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah where do you in let's say for example in your context where do you point that human element to from a corporate point of view? Yeah, well, uh, in our business. So I guess um, what I was saying before, maybe sometimes when we kick off a job, we'll sit down and um, and maybe analyse the clients and try and understand because sometimes our jobs go to individual people. Mm-hmm. So right at that kind of really refined scale, we try to sometimes identify particular people and how they like to read content, whether it's on their phone or is a hard copy. Yep. So sometimes we, we might try to develop a particular job specifically for that one person, yep. um, how they might read that particular job in order to get, you know, basically uh, a sale from yep. them. Do you uh, then the go agreement. into the detail of um, actually developing a persona card for those people? Uh, yes, yes, sometimes we do, yeah. Yeah, um, brilliant. Yeah, so... So in my role, I work with a manager, a pitch manager. So they mm-hmm. they basically pull the content together from the team that we're working for, mm-hmm. and then it, that all that information will be channeled through the designer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So often, yeah, we'll sit down with um, with our pitch manager and the team and try to ascertain who it's for. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes we will try and 
designed for a particular person. Brilliant. Uh, or sometimes it may be for you know four or five people at a particular company. We might try to understand that company or that business. Their mission, mission, vision. That's and right. So on. What, yeah. are their, what are their goals? What are they trying to achieve? Yeah. So then we might tailor our job. Um, even through the pitch manager, mm-hmm. through the, how they um, word the submission, yep. um, and what themes, what kind of what visual theme or keywords we might use, and then that comes through me um, as to how I might design the overall product, how it will look, mm-hmm. to actually respond to the needs of those people or that person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. And um, going back to that um, AI, obviously, if we compare, let's say, the capabilities of Photoshop compared to CS before the CS suite even yeah. um, they had uh, the spot healing brush for example yeah. it's now just a click <laughs> yeah and your pimples are gone <laughs> it's incredible yeah. yeah or the red eye tool yeah. it's yeah. almost one click two clicks yeah. and, and it's gone yeah and so it's become much more user-friendly yeah How, and if we compare that to the previous version you actually have to do know a lot of editing capabilities if you mm. want to remove a red eye for yeah. example so do you think that the the that's the artificial intelligence that's being built and evolving for, through those programs and it's going to go keep getting more powerful? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, mm. Yeah, some of those tools you mentioned in Photoshop, the content aware tool, I don't know if you're familiar with yes. that. It's just mind-blowing sometimes, the results <laughs> it gives you, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, they are developing lots of artificial intelligence into their, into their products. Um, I think particularly again Adobe, they have um, a thing called Adobe Sensei now, mm-hmm. um, which is their artificial intelligence kind of platform. Yeah, is that the are, one where you can ask questions from it? Yeah, but uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure of the the complete workings of it. But mm-hmm. they are building it into their products. Yeah, which um, is in particular tools like you were talking about. I hope it's not like the Microsoft Paperclip. Oh, maybe <laughs> from my nineties. Well, I've seen him for a while, but yeah, uh, it's not like that. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that stuff will, you know, evolve dramatically over the next few years. And, um, you know, you hear about artificial intelligence in potentially taking people's jobs and stuff. And I always say to myself, no, no, <laughs> designers will always be needed. We'll always have the eye to design things. But That's exactly right. You know, I've have read things and seen some things that... It, it may be not the case, you know? Yeah, yeah I think, I think yeah. it is a concern. And I know a lot of my listeners being teachers are actually concerned about their job being obsolete because of these things. And I yeah. think that human touch need, always needs to happen in education. Yeah. And yeah. similarly, I feel like the creative brain cannot be replaced. I feel like it can get very close. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is an interesting time. I feel like that, um, that change is happening. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like a designable... You still need a designer, I feel like, to empathize yeah. with the design with yeah. the client or that end user. Yep. You can only code so much artificial intelligence yeah. to, I feel like, empathize with a human being. Yeah. Or I could be completely naive. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I agree, Rashan. Yeah. Um, I'm of the opinion that designer or someone like a designer will always be needed to have that, you know, creative uh, mind involved. But. Who knows? The, lots of crazy things have happened over the last kind of ten years. <laughs> Quantum computing. Once that comes on board, it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, not just for computing, you know, uh, you know, molecular compounds and mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals and stuff, but you know, it could give you a million different options to lay out a magazine in half a second. You know. Exactly. Um, who knows where it will go? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. I guess we just need to stay abreast of it and. 
um, keep track of it and I think so and I think it, yeah. for students that are learning this or even teachers that are learning the graphic design techniques it's all about there's way too much information I feel like yeah. to go yep cool I can I'm done it's a continuous process a practice almost yeah of playing with the software exploring these things yeah. you know going and learning yeah. talking to experts such as yourself yep. um just gathering information and just putting it into practice yeah and i feel like that's the best way that i've learned yeah. uh, what are your thoughts uh, that's right like uh, like i said when i teach people here at cbre um learning in design for the first time you know i'll tell them everything you know as much as i can in a short period of time but yeah. i always say come back to me if you've got any questions or i'm happy to help you out yeah um Sometimes they come, they find things that I'm unfamiliar with, and that and that's great. You know, I'm, I'm always happy to learn as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm not the you know the oracle of InDesign. Um, <laughs> I only know as much as I know. Um, yeah. Um, they should have yeah. called Sensei that. I feel like that sounds cooler. The oracle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's a bit Matrix. Yeah. It is a little bit Matrix. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, um, Nathan, I think that's um, all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for um, giving up your time. Yeah. Do you have any last um, piece of advice for the listeners, being students and teachers and other designers? Any any last words? Yeah, I guess, you know, if you're, if you're interested in design or art, I mean, I was as a kid. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be a graphic designer, but I always loved to draw, make things, make model airplanes, all sorts of things, yep. creative stuff as a kid jump into it go go with it you know like we've just been talking about there's so many tools available to you now um you know if i had all the tools available to me now when i first started studying or left school you know it's it's really exciting um and it's nice to be involved with creating things um even though it's in i'm in the corporate world um it's still really nice to be able to create something whether it's to write draw um sing whatever um it's, I think it's a really kind of valuable um, occupation and uh, really make the most of it. Don't be scared, jump in, learn. There's so much to learn about. Um, yeah, have fun. Um, yeah, just really jump in and make the most of it, yeah. There you go, guys. You've heard it here first. And uh, that was Nathan Kane giving up his time on Graphic Designer. Thank you so much, Nathan. And um, hope you have a great weekend. No worries, you too. Thanks, Rashan.